Welcome to Time for Change with Dr. Michelle, where we bring inspiring real life stories of success and transformation, tips and tools to turn your life around no matter where you are at. I'm your host, Michelle Rosen. We have here with us Dominic Brighton, and I am so happy to have him here with us today from Maryland. Dominic is an author and a podcaster, and he is all about peak performance and positive mental attitude, which are two things that I'm absolutely passionate about. So welcome, Dominic, and thank you for joining us. Thanks a bunch for having me, Michelle. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Uh, doing fabulous and marvelous at the same time. It's a new day, means new opportunities. I love that. I love that. That's what I need to hear in the morning. So tell us all a little bit about what you do. And most importantly, how did you get to doing what you do? I'm always interested in the way that leads people through life towards what they're doing. So tell us about that. Sure. So I started off as a church boy all my life and was raised in the church and had some great parents. They raised me on biblical principles, biblical foundations, and basically went to a Christian high school and won an award third place for doing a declamation speech. And then went on to college, went to school for IT. And then after going to school for IT, I realized that, hey, uh, IT is really not for me. I mean, I'm somewhat of a techno geek, but not all the way there. I mean, it's, it's kind of like someone who probably has four eyes, but they don't have that fifth eye right there. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. So I'm hearing that you wrote your first book at the age of 23. Yes, ma'am. That's so early. Tell me about that. Yeah. So 23. So funny enough, the book was written on a dare at a conference from a fellow conference attendee because I was 22 at the time. And for some reason, I was just handing out these random lists called the 100 books for dynamic living. And this was back in 2016, so I didn't even know about your change book at the time, Michelle. <laughs> it was brewing. It was brewing. Yeah, that's right. The Michelle Roast, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. So what is the book about and what led you to writing it at such a young age? Not every 23-year-old writes a book. It's a very early age, and I'm sure you were very passionate and had a lot of things that were important for you to say. Yeah, so what led to writing that book was the fact that Again, was challenging on a dare to write this book, and funny enough, I didn't know what to write, but did some soul searching because she first dared me to write it, and I didn't accept the dare, and then I was like, nope, that's too intense. And funny enough, the the idea a few days before then, I even had that challenge to write the book, I did this activity where you write out your personal obituary, and one of the things I wrote in there was going to be a best-selling author. Huh. Yeah. And this is like after I wrote the obituary, then I get the challenge later. It's like, all right, this first key is here, but I don't take the action at first. And then after that, doing some soul searching, realize, hey, you know what? Let me just go ahead and write a book and just do the best I can. I gave myself a year to do it. I was able to get it all done in 10 months. I was able to sell a good 800 copies for the first book and even turned it into a podcast seven months later called the Going North Podcast. So it was a nice self-help book for the distracted mind because it's under 100 pages because with so much noise out there, people aren't going to go through two, three, or 500 pages all at once. I mean, you have those who are still read it, but not everybody's going to read it. And the beautiful thing about a smaller book is the fact that 
can reach a lot more people because a buddy of mine, Martin McNair, he has this program for getting rehabilitated off the of drugs called Mikasa Sukasa. Mm-hmm. And one of the folks who was flipping through the book, he realized, hey, this is good for the folks because it's nice and thin. It's not so daunting. It's not so darn thick like a bowl of oatmeal. It, they could actually go in and tackle it. So it was basically just the fact that it was just from a place of personal development, wanting to become better, and then just having the opportunities in front of me and then thinking and realizing, hey, something needs to change here. I got this key to unlock this door. Let's open this door and go in and see what happens. And we're having this conversation today because of that. It's so interesting, Don, because listening to what you're saying and everything you say points to focus. Because I think that writing that obituary caused you to focus on what you really want and what your goals really are. And then in the way you also wrote the book as a shorter book, as a more condensed and focused book that you say is good while dealing with so much noise out there, you said, just to cut to the chase and talk about the important thing. That's again, a focus thing. And that's so interesting. And I wanted to ask you to talk a little bit about what you call the noise out there. What kind of noise are you seeing in your own life and in the lives of people around you through the podcast, through your work that they basically need to tune out of or block out in order to get to their goals as you did through writing that obituary exercise? Yeah. So funny enough, it's actually your extrovert person actually go deeper and ask what that noise is. And the noise is basically social media in a way. It's good and bad. It's good because yes, for for business owners, marketers, yeah, get your products out there, connect with people all over the world. The bad part is, is where it's like if you use it for like a journal or whatever. Yeah. I don't have that in my life personally. If they, if someone wants to use social media as a journal, I personally don't friend them <laughs> and all the other good stuff. Yeah. But it's also the fact that I try to read at least 50 books a year and Reading all those books, and especially a lot of them being self-help and psychology and everything, it's like everybody's saying the same thing, but in a different way. Right. What you basically put in front of you the most is what influences you the most. And especially with all these Facebook ads, when it's like, all right, start this podcast. It's like everybody's starting podcasts nowadays, and that's really a great thing. Yeah. Yeah, we can connect in that regard. But it's just the noise of like, sometimes it's like, it's almost like the whole adding value sort of thing. Right. Funny enough, a buddy of mine, Chris Jordan, he mentioned he had this realization during his morning meditation. Wait a second. Add value. People are valuable already. You just have to help them find out what value they already have already and help them bring it out, help them unleash it. Right. Like every day is like, well, how can I add value to it? It's like you, people are already valuable. They just need to find out what makes them different and how their difference can help the collective dozen upon dozen of people. And just, just stuff like that, it's just, that's probably what i say would be the noise. And for those who aren't in our space of helping others, it could be the noise of just random TV, like the news and like some of the conservative and all this other stuff. And it's just so much negativity out there. And folks are just so tired of being sold to and all those stuff. It's like, heck, it reminds me of Jeffrey Gittimer's like, people hate to be sold, but they sure do love to buy. Yeah. Not everybody wants to buy what you're selling and everybody's trying to sell something because they're trying to pay bills and all the good stuff. So that's just some of the noise that I'm probably referring to. 
Yeah, yeah. I think it's so important. And I think that in our times, there's just so much to block out in order to get so focused. And I think it's so interesting because an exercise like what you've done that led you to writing a book at 23 and a very focused book, and I'm sure it had a lot of impact on you of writing your own obituary. What other things have you done or what other things do you recommend doing, especially to millennials, I think that are growing at a time of just more noise, more distractions, more social media, more going on. What are three things in terms of skills or strategies you would recommend for millennials to do in order to keep themselves focused so they can direct their lives where they want them to go? Yes. So one of those skills will be public speaking. That is a skill that is not taught in a lot of high schools and in college, you maybe get one or two courses if you're lucky. Public speaking is one. So if you are 18, join Toastmasters, your local Toastmasters organization, practice public speaking. Heck, if you're not 18 yet, since Toastmasters folks are 18 and above, then basically try to attend with some, someone else and then try to just listen and learn from others and then develop your own style of communication. Public speaking is one because that's one major skill that will separate you from everyone else, especially if you can communicate effectively. Right. And another skill I have to say would be just, I have to say this is probably going to branch out from public speaking, is just regular one-on-one conversation. Right. Because with all these emojis out there, that's its own language and texting. It's like you're trying to just say BRB and all this other stuff. And to be honest, I'm 27 right now and I still understand everything. It changes so rapidly. So just still not only public speaking in front of groups, but also public speaking one-on-one communication. Kind of like you and I right now, Michelle. Right. As well as written communication as well, being able to at least get your message out there and trying to be as clear as possible. So spoken word, written word, and also body language as well. That's another thing too that you learn over time. If you can pick up a couple books on body language and pick that up, it'll help you to be more effective because when you speak and you get to listen to others, especially is another important thing about speaking. We got two ears and one mouth is the old saying goes. If you listen effectively too, that's probably a bonus skill to learn is listen effectively and see how you can help others and help illuminate that darkness in their lives and realize the value that they have to share with the rest of the world. Yeah. You know, Dominic, I have to tell you, I'm, I'm really impressed by you. You're 27 years old and you're doing so much. And I'm fascinated by it because I think that a lot of people find that they don't always have that driving force. What drives you? What motivates you? Yeah, so what motivates me would be my family and spiritual relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm a Christian personally. No matter what faith you are, whatever system you have, if you're a Buddhist and you use that to become better at whatever you do, then whatever works for you, let it work for you. It's just the inspiration My both of my parents. My mother, she was a Southern girl who was the smartest in her class, and she would always teach all of her other classmates how to read and how to write and do math. And then she went up to get her master's degree after being married to my father, who was a veteran in World War II, who had two combat jumps with the 82nd Airborne Division. And he, funny enough, didn't finish school. He dropped out of high school just just to work, and he eventually got drafted into the war, And as well as my older brother as well, who's a big part of my life. And they are really my circle, even though my father is no longer in this world in human form. Sorry to hear. Yeah, it's tough, but 
one thing is that he, he, he loved to cook. And even though he passed away at the age of 92, he still was as active as he possibly could because he would still help out in the church as a trustee and everything. And one thing he shared with me in the car ride home was that even though sometimes he comes home tired from lifting all these heavy boxes, mind you, he's like in his 80s at the time, still lifting heavy boxes in the church. And he was like, God has been too good to me to use my body for something. So that's really just the main things that keep me going, as well as just being inspired by others who occasionally encourage me to keep doing what they're doing. They may not always say it, but the times where they, there's maybe one-on-one, like, hey, I like what you're doing, keep doing. It's just stuff like that. It really pushes me. I think it's great. I think being able to motivate yourself, that force that we have within us, is a driving force throughout our lives. And I think especially at a younger age, this is where you start navigating your life because until a certain age while you're in you know, high school or college or the military or whatever it is that you do, your life is sort of dictated to an extent for you. You're on a certain path, but once you start carving your own path. This is where we have more choice. So describe to me certain practices in the life of someone who is motivated to create a change in their lives or to carve the path for them. What would a day like that look like? What are some practices during that day that you think would help that person in their journey, in their path? Some habits for that would be preparing the night before for the following day. Because every great day starts the night before, and I've noticed a difference. There have been times where I've, in early my development, personal development phase, where it's like, all right, my goal's down. I ask myself questions like, what good am I going to do today? What good have I done today? What can I share? How can I help someone today? It's like, can I share a smile with somebody? Can I share some humor with them? I practice humor every day of my life whether it be dad jokes or something extremely off the wall is going to be something to try to encourage someone. And heck, that's even something I like to encourage other folks to do. Encourage, compliment, or say something nice to at least five people a day, at least five, because we all got five fingers and you can keep track of that easily. I love that. Yep. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Five fingers, (laughs) five fingers. That's five people. Uh, to say something nice to today, something you can track. That's again, it's a focus issue uh, because it keeps you focused and accountable. Um, And I love the fact that you said that you ask yourself, you prepare for the day the night before and you ask yourself, what can I do tomorrow to help someone? And so you can track that with your five fingers. I think it's brilliant. Last but not least, one last question for you, Dominic. What tips would you give to someone that starts, I know a lot of people podcast, but someone that starts a new podcast or even someone that starts a new career, whether it be public speaking or they want to start a business or start, just start something new in life. And what tips would you give them? This coming weekend, I'm giving a presentation on mentorship. And the foundational phrase of my presentation is emulate the great. And in a book that came out recently by, he's a billionaire by the name of Andres Pira from Homeless to Billionaire. Yeah. Law of Attraction to Create Wealth. Yeah. And Become a Billionaire. He mentioned one chapter dedicated towards mentorship and how he emulated others who were doing successful and then did it to the point where he's able to develop his own style of like building these different 
hotels and having a fitness club and making his own brand of coffee and all this other good stuff, like a podcast, like listen to those who are on the top list and just get a feel for how they interview people. Heck, even if you're a guest on other podcasts, learn from them as well and keep a mental note that can write down what you liked, what you would like to see if you can do a better version of. That's a thing that I've done. And heck, even one thing that I like to do with my podcast is that with Evan Carmichael with his top 10 series of folks who have their rules of success, with every podcast episode, if the guest has a Twitter account, I automatically put their Twitter handle in the title so that way when the podcast feeder goes out to the world, they're automatically tagged in there by default. Don't tag them in something that has nothing to do with them at all. If you're trying to invite them, do a personal invite, like a text, a phone call, even a, a card or written letter or something. Don't, don't tag them in something that has nothing to do with them. That annoys people. And just stuff like that. So just emulating the great and just keeping track of what you do, getting feedback from others. Like in the beginning, it's like, with, with my podcast self, the first few episodes suck for me as an interviewer because it's like, yeah, I was just like, all right, let's do this thing. Yeah. Just list of questions and just be open to change in a way as well. Just be in the moment. Like with yourself, I'll show you had a list of questions that I put on a website, but you let the conversation dictate where to go next. And you had a pondering thought like, hey, let's not move to this random question. Let's go into this direction. So just stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And I love their conversation, Dominic. I think that if there's anything I took from everything you said, I think that obituary exercise was just like beyond. I think a lot of people, as gruesome as it sounds, I think it's a great exercise to do. And I loved how you, you know, there's a lot of talk about preparing for the next day, the night before, and people make to-do lists. And, you know, I should do this, I should do that. But I think it's outstanding to ask yourself, who can I help tomorrow and then keep yourself accountable with your five fingers it keeps you accountable it keeps you focused and and that's a way of preparing yourself to being the best person that you can be in that aspect too and I love that about you and I can't wait to hear more about all the wonderful things that you'll be doing I have no doubt you'll be doing great things and thank you so much for joining me today I love their conversation and just keep rocking it 